Hello and welcome to the heart of Tampere. Um, today I was out. Uh, I am out and about quite late in the day. Also, I'm speaking very softly because um, I don't want the whole cafe crowd to be hearing what I'm uh, saying here. The year 2023 is going to have a lot happening. Uh, on the creative front for me there are actually a few podcast episodes now that need to be in preparation at the same time for various reasons um, this is an unusual situation um, but um, all of those are very important episodes and uh, so uh, this is the only way to do it now I'm also going to follow what I started in season four every episode of season four which has now been concluded and you can also find that season in its entirety as well as all the earlier seasons um, in these collections on YouTube um, so you can listen through the whole season if you want but what I was going to say about season four was that that was the first one where I started including some other audio elements in every one of the episodes So there's either music, uh, natural sounds, for example, the sound of rain on my balcony. Uh, in one, it was, at least one, it was just that, without music. But in one, it was music plus that. Um, and of course, then there are the lake episodes, which I, I can't tell you how much I look forward to doing more lake episodes in the future. But that's only somewhere... Uh, in May or no, maybe not even May quite yet, I, I think June but I need to check if this has changed or if I remember this wrong but before that I can of course already start going out to that favorite spot of mine and record in nature in other ways if not on a rowboat um, also um, my father has bought a new rowboat we used to have an old one also Um, when I was a kid and still living at home and that's the one I learned to row with um, with my father at first and then later by myself I used to row all around this lake you can get all kinds of places and I did a lot of that as a kid and um, as I was saying with season five I will continue this uh, tradition that I now started of always having some other sound elements also involved. I love all aspects of sound design and to have context and sounds happening in the background as long as it's not this other type of thing that many podcasters do which I already in my very first episode back in 2020 I mentioned I'm not going to do some of those things that... Um, are very typical of podcasts uh, and, I, and I remember still also I mentioned that this was going to be almost like an anti-podcast podcast meaning that I wasn't going to do any of the things that I was hearing in most podcasts um, but I love the idea of including music and natural sounds and um, uh, so that's also going to continue with season five in this case um, It's the sounds 
of being in a cafe. And I wanted to thank you for joining me for some tea. I'm having some really nice uh, ginger tea. And uh, also I have with me a book that I've been uh, reading. Uh, and I want to go through this book very, very carefully. It is so well written, so full of con you know important stuff. Uh, but I, I have this book with me right now, and it's um, by Andrew Mellor, um, and it's called The Northern Silence, Journeys in Nordic Music and Culture. And um, it's a book I got shortly after it was released in 2022. I feel bad that I, I've been so slow to be able to read it, but the thing is that I have burned myself out in the last few years uh, because I've been daily working on all the things I need to do in very large part, including my creative work. And um, this year, 2023, I will see about various things that I could do, various steps I could take to make it more possible to dedicate even more time to my own creative work because I've been feeling an ever greater urgency to do that exclusively but as everyone knows there are practical considerations um, getting things into such a place where that would be possible to do only every day focus on the creative things that takes certain circumstances and I will see about um, how much I can move things into that direction and that point but yes uh, to return to the book I immediately knew that this was written by a person who had really immersed himself in the Nordic countries. I already knew that before, but if I had never seen anything else from Andrew Mellor, as I have, I already knew that he's an insightful, uh, thoughtful person, and one also who has a quality that I think is very important. He doesn't... Um, hesitate to speak also of um, the darker side of things. For example, the darker side of our northern countries, because those exist, and I absolutely um, agree with the idea of talking about those dark sides, as well as the good ones. You know, it's important to be honest. But what I particularly wanted to mention is that within two paragraphs the very first two paragraphs um, Andrew mentioned some uh, two things that made me know that he has really um, captured the spirit of things uh, and um, and um, these were things I myself consider very important and I've had the same thoughts as a Finn I was born in Finland have lived most of my life in Finland with um, some really meaningful times abroad before 2020. Early 2020 um, was the last time I was able to travel abroad. That was a short trip to Iceland. But before that, I had been in Iceland several times in Paris. I lived for about nine months in Paris. And um, then in the London area and a place called Sidcup also in the years just preceding the COVID epidemic starting. But uh, I keep wandering off. 
you may notice if you've listened to my podcast that I have a habit of doing that. Uh, there's so many interesting things always to talk about, and um, so I end up in these byways of thought. But those two things that Andrew mentioned, they were the kind of ominous, forbidding nature of Finnish forests, because they are not fairylands. They are not like forests elsewhere. They are vast, and you could get lost in them, and you could die in them if you are not careful and smart. Uh, I recall talking about this in an earlier season. I talked about these huge forests. They are not really places where anything happens necessarily a lot of the time. They are places of danger, also quite profound loneliness. And I've become more aware of that fact over the years. In the right company and in the right places, the right lands, they would be wonderful to experience. But a vast part of those Finnish forests are indeed dark and forbidding and uh, need to be taken seriously. If you got lost in the woods and started walking in the wrong direction and it was a vast uh, stretch of woodland, um, you might easily die there from various reasons, especially if you didn't have your phone with you or there wasn't enough signal or whatever might happen. There are, of course, the animals. But I, as a Finn, I have never actually seen a wild animal in the woods. I've never seen a bear. I've heard what I believe were bears in, in the distance, but they, they usually avoid people. But still, you know, you might get unlucky and uh, end up barefoot, for example. Um, so this was one thing that Andrew mentioned within those two paragraphs. The second thing was also something I had uh, mentioned uh, also for myself uh, maybe several times on my podcast <coughs> excuse me I'd mentioned how I love the feeling of immersing myself in water it's an absolutely key thing in my life that's why I I so loved um, having bathtubs in several places in Iceland where I stayed at various times and also Sidcup uh, I stayed at, um, let's see now, was it Premier Inn, the name of the place? Yes, I think it was, a hotel. And it had a great bathtub. And to me, that's the best form of relaxation. But bathtubs are unfortunately not common in Finland. I think that's one of the worst decisions made by, <laughs> ever by people in Finland. They decided that... It's too expensive, too difficult, too... Um, um, I think some people think it's wasteful, but I don't think it's wasteful. If you use a bathtub smartly, you know, you're not wasting any more water. But anyway, so whether immersing myself in a lake or in a bathtub, that fact of lowering yourself into water and just being able to be there and float or soak... That's one of the most, like, if I had to choose what things I ha would have to lose, that's one thing I couldn't do without. I am a Finn, was born surrounded by lakes, like 
you may have heard that Finland is also called the land of a thousand lakes. And uh, I don't know the exact number, but lakes are everywhere. So we, nearly all of us, grew up swimming and uh, in close contact with water, not just, you know, in the shower, but in nature also. This is the other thing that Andrew mentioned um, in the last sentence um, of the second paragraph of the whole book. Um, he was um, he was talking about the experience of uh, being in those forests and how the light filters through the woods in a way that he hadn't experienced uh, elsewhere. Uh, it can come um, virtually horizontally through the trees sometimes. And um, the sentence I was about to quote was, "It is bracing and." Sorry, let me start again. It is bracing and embracing, a visual equivalent to submersing yourself in lake water. And those two paragraphs, those references to the same feeling I get about Finnish forests and the comparison to immersing yourself in lake water, that told me, you know, this is... um, I mean, like I said, I already knew this is a book worth reading. It has also won uh, many awards, uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews. So I, I, I just wanted to talk about this book, even though I'm not yet super far into it. I, I read more of it when I can really concentrate on it. Uh, this is dif- a difficult in my life because finding those times when I can really set aside the things that the tasks that I urgently need to complete, um, including my uh, creative works, of which there's an incredible amount of backlog which I am going through on a daily basis, but it's still going to take months. It's already taken months, and um, so there's finished music, pieces of audio material I've created that I can use for bigger pieces, but I need to sort through all that. I'm having difficulty even believing how much I have created in terms of audio material uh, since I started seriously on the path of creating music and uh, um, sound design elements, and um, but of course mainly music. You know, I, I would define myself as a composer. Um, and um, that's my main focus. Um, I mean, when it comes to audio. Um, the other day, I was asked for purposes where my name would be mentioned. How would I like to be defined? And uh, the answer is writer and composer. Those are the two most important things. And writer covers all types of writing. Uh, short stories, longer stories, uh, screenplays, poems, nonfiction, and everything. That's and beca- because I like the simplest words whenever possible. That's why I like the word writer. It covers all of that. And composer, particularly because um, my main focus is on creating music uh, from the composer's point of view. I am also creating finished pieces, and sometimes I play. Things. Uh, several of my pieces of music have included improvising the, um, uh, ver- some various parts uh, where it needed to be free enough to just happen in the moment and so on. And uh, 
Uh, now I'll circle back to uh, why I'm not further into this book. It's not out of lack of interest. Andrew knows Nordic countries now so well that I'm learning things I didn't yet know about them myself. Um, part of that, uh, but only a small part of that, is because I, uh, I, I was always more interested in other cultures and things from other cultures than my own country when I was younger. That has, you know, started to morph over time, and uh, it has helped when I traveled abroad. Then you only then you get the perspective to see the really great sides of where you come from. You simply, as a human being, and due to how human psychology works, you can't you can't get that that um, a wider perspective. Uh, it's also part of um, even though I don't like this thinking about the hero's journey. That that's like a formula that many writers, films in particular, follow. Uh, but part of that that matches the human experience is that. You leave your home to go elsewhere, have experiences. Then you return back with the knowledge and experiences you've had, and um, um, then you can share those. And uh, that's what happens also in real life with travel, for example. And um, this is a very long answer to why I'm not yet further along into this book. I also feel that it's very important when when something really deserves attention, it's important to give it that time and not be not be just hurrying through something. For example, sometimes when I get um, a message from a friend, I will wait until I can really concentrate on it. You know, friendship is precious and. Um, and I, I want to give the attention to those messages also that they deserve. But I, again, it put a big smile on my face when I saw these two things mentioned at the very start of Andrew's book. So it's a book I'll continue reading and also commenting on in the future once I'm further along. And um, uh, I was talking about all the things that I have to be doing at the same time and and I mentioned that there's this backlog, huge amount of material that already exists, both with music, also with writing. There are several screenplays that just need um, to be pushed through the final stages. Um, there's a particular screenplay I'll finish this year, 2023, called Dream of Snow. And that's a title that I already put out there in connection with my name with a um, horror adventure game that we did with a small team many years ago called Serena. Its download count is now in the millions. And anyway, my point about that was that for that uh, game of which I was one of the four writers and um, I also wrote a poem that's also now included in my book of poetry called Land of Youth and Beauty, Early Poems. The poem is called Oshin and Niav, and it's based on an existing Celtic legend. But every word in the poem, the four-verse poem, is mine. 
and it's my own version. You know, every time in the past when myths got retold, they would get, um, you know, modified or added to or changed according to who was telling them. So this is actually, you know, what you are supposed to do, kind of um, supposed to in the sense that there's no sense just repeating a single account of a myth. So, like, there's a couple of details that are specific to my version of it. But it's still, it's based on a Celtic legend you can find by looking that up. I was given a free hand to write that poem. It just needed to give a certain clue uh, about blue eyes. So otherwise I was free to do what I wanted to do with that poem. And, um, and I, I think I first discovered the um, fact that this Celtic other world called um, Tirnanog, it has been called various things, including land of youth, um, land of beauty. Um, and, um, and I realized back then, I told this story in an earlier episode of my podcast, but I realized that this is not something I saw mentioned anywhere. Uh, this is my own interpretation or realization. I realized that that's a perfect metaphor for the state of being in love and feeling loved. Because when you, when you feel loved and are yourself in love, you always feel young and beautiful, no matter what your chronological age is. And anyway, once I had discovered that, I think after that I may have started looking at specific legends related to this other world. And um, then I found the story of Oshin and Niav and then adapted it, following it fairly closely, but, uh, you know, making it my own version. And like I said, every word is mine. There, there isn't a single uh, phrase even that's quoted in that poem that's anybody else's. But now, again, I'm circling back why I mentioned this game in the first place. It's because all of us who were involved in the making of that game also got to choose... Um, a book title that would appear on a bookshelf. There there was a bookshelf with lots of books on it, on different shelves, and uh, so we got to have uh, our own names on those books, and uh, my my book, the one with Simo Sakari Aldonen on it. By the way, that's my name. I should maybe mention that at the start of a new season, Simo Sakari Aldonen. Um, On that book is the title Dream... Sorry, <clears throat> there was some noise in the background. Dream of Snow. And that's the title of the screenplay I will finish now. Because um, there, there was something that was needed still for it. And uh, now I know what it is. And I, it's actually something I already have ready to go. So all I need to do is slot it into that uh, screenplay. Um, so... Now I know how to finish that. I haven't talked a lot about this, but screenplays have been one of my main goals all along, all these years. Uh, I love the format. I love films, good films only, of course. I don't, I don't watch a lot of films uh, because I have very specific tastes, but it's always been on my long-term 
agenda to write more screenplays, teleplays, and so on. And I have several screenplays in different stages of progress. In addition to this,、uh, there's already most of the second volume of this non-fiction book series I have going called Art and Love. I think there's now about enough material for, if not even more than enough, for another volume of 124 chapters, because each of those books will have 124 short chapters.、Uh, it's meant to be a series where I express. Important things in as few words as possible. It's a work of concision, and、uh, using as little of your time as possible to say something that I consider important and that I want to record、uh, to do with art or love or both. And those cover all of life for me. That's why it's called Art and Love. So there's another volume of that about ready to go. There's several albums of music. Um, I, I already posted an update on some of the upcoming albums, which are in various states of progress now. In an update on Bandcamp, so if you follow me on Bandcamp, <coughs> excuse me,、uh, if you follow me on this website called Bandcamp, where you can also buy my first album, which is called Passages Dark and Light. Uh, you will also see the updates, including this latest one, which had to be in two parts. And it's、uh, the first part is about my future albums that are underway, and will be released、uh, in the early part of 2023. And then the second part of that update was my personal tribute to the fantastic Angelo Badalamenti, the great, great composer who passed away.、Um, In late 2022, I consider him one of the greatest composers of all, not just soundtrack composers. His music is something that can completely exist outside of any context. You don't need to have seen、uh, Twin Peaks.、Uh, what I mean to say is, is that people hundreds of years from now. And、uh, anyone who has listened to my podcast knows this is one of my preoccupations. I, I think about this kind of thing all the time. Several hundred years from now, if someone hears one of these pieces, they will be just as moved as we are today. That's how directly Angelo Badalamenti spoke, and will continue to speak to our hearts.、Uh, this was not a quote of what I wrote on,、uh, on Bandcamp. I just mentioned it in case anyone wants to read that tribute.、Um, I just felt it was more appropriate to have that tribute there,、uh, the place where it's dedicated to music and where also my music will go in the future, first of all, and where you can buy it, of course. Those are some of the things, but there's there's still more. I, but I don't want to. Keep talking on and on about this because there's just too much. There's too much to cover all of it in one episode. It's very important for me to now finish all the backlog in 2023. I already hope to do it all in 2022,、um, there simply wasn't enough time. There was so much more than I could even estimate there would be. But the importance of finishing the backlog is that once I've done that. Then everything that I create after that point, I can concentrate fully on those things. Then, and then once it's done, I will immediately put it out there.
once there's you know a book once there's uh, material for an album of music or it could be a single track I think a good place to finish this episode would be to stress that it's very important for me to have what David Lynch calls final cut so everything that I've created you can rest assured as someone who may be listening to it or reading it buying it or seeing it or hearing it otherwise that everything is exactly uh, like me this one person wanted it to be there was no one else changing any of my text I myself have designed all the covers of my books uh, the pictures on them are either photos I've taken or drawings I've made um, so these are handmade from beginning to end every stage by me that became very important to me when I had to make those choices uh, so if you buy a book of mine you can know that it's uh, done from beginning to end by me the writing editing proofreading uh, the design the layouts the choices about fonts and uh, so on everything is by me and um, uh, by the way about the I have to go this cafe is about to close but I was referring to fonts and things like that uh, to me it's an important aspect of any book how it's presented the layout and uh, choices about fonts and so on and so for example I use quite large fonts in my books uh, that's not to make the books thicker it's because I like that better than small tiny print plus there's another very important consideration the smaller that you make the text, the fewer people will be able to read your book. Because, you know, not everyone has perfect sight. There are people of, you know, various limitations in terms of sight. Um, yeah, so I have to be going now. Anyway, the cafe is about to close. And um, this was the uh, first episode of season five. And, uh, okay, thanks for listening. This is Simo Sakari and What Now with Simo. Mm-hmm.